It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to a special episode of Five and Dive. We're calling this the Pasta Cast. I'm here with Emma Bachelary and Jeffrey Paternostro. Emma, this started when you tweeted. Well, you didn't provide the link at first. You just it was just the the first slide of something that you referred to as for a PowerPoint party, which we'll get to momentarily. And it was just pasta ranked by Emma. No, no last name. Uh, which is interesting because I think it's at least part of where you would get the credentials to to do to embark on this. Uh, well, some might call it a project, some might call it a disaster. We'll Ooh. see. Uh, yeah, we're we're just going to start there. Uh, would you like to explain to people what a PowerPoint party is and and how this all came about? Yes. So a uh, couple months ago, back in the before times when we could go outside and hold parties in real life. I suggested to my friends that I wanted to host a PowerPoint party where we would all make a dumb PowerPoint about something you were interested in, like not an educational presentation, just some fun slides about something stupid, and all present to each other over a couple of drinks. And I thought this was a great idea. My friends, not so much, but the tables have turned. Now we can't go outside, we can't see each other, and they all came on to my idea of a PowerPoint party. So this Friday, all, you know, social distancing and isolating at our respective homes, we all presented PowerPoints to each other over Zoom, um, and my topic was pasta ranked. Now, did you get to choose your own topics? Oh, or- yeah. Okay. Yeah, we all chose our own topics. Mine actually, um, I mean, we'll get into this, but mine was very low-key. It's There's kind of a, it's a pretty bare-bones aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. yep. I was really just all about the, the ranking here, the 14 pastas I ranked, and let that take uh, center stage. I didn't work very hard on it. Um, and so I was really surprised, I guess, because, like, no one has anything to do anymore outside of work that, like, some of my friends showed up with, like, actual research presentations on stuff that was interesting to them. Um, so I, I, I do, I'd like to, I mean, just like what inspired you to pick pasta and rank it? I mean, this, this does feel like a Friday afternoon deadspin, good deadspin post. Oh, you, you were using good as an adjective for to modify deadspin there, not deadspin, to modify correct. the post. Not post, I was like, correct. no, yeah, no. <laughs> this is not a good post, but it does seem like a deadspin post. But anyways, yes. Um, I mostly was just guided by my heart. I okay. I eat a lot of pasta. I really enjoy pasta. And I I didn't know what else to make a PowerPoint about. <laughs> okay. Did did you... what Now, is there like a winner? Was there a voting 
in terms of like what the best presentation was? Um, there wasn't, but I will say mine was the only one. Uh, one of my friends who's quarantining with her parents, she brought her parents in to watch this presentation. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty big stamp of approval. Um, okay. That expanded audience. Yes, exactly. That someone felt motivated to bring in other people to come watch. Um, it did generate a lot of discussion which not mm-hmm. every presentation did. Some presentations we mostly just, you know, watched and asked a few questions, but we weren't really engaging with. Mine got tons of engagement. Lots of people jumping in. Everyone had to share their thoughts. Okay, so does first take. It's not necessarily... That's I'm not going to give that a quality. Like, it's it's not a stamp of quality. Um, I would just like to... I'm just out of curiosity before we, we really get into it. What were the other good... Uh, presentations. My favorite or one, standouts, let's say. My favorite one was Dogs with Jobs, which I had known my friend Chris was going to do, and I, I thought it was just going to be pictures of dogs who have jobs, um, which would have been great. I think everyone would have appreciated that, but he really went like above and beyond with this and actually researched like the history of dogs having jobs. Um, so there was like slides for. Dogs who are actors, dogs in space, police dogs, seeing eye dogs, but with like cool fun facts about how sled dogs... dogs. Yeah, we did have one. Well, actually, we ha- he did have a, a slide on sled dogs, but one of my other friends is from Alaska, um, and her presentation was about growing up in Alaska, so that was a little like we already had that Ooh, covered. Infringing, yeah, exactly. Infringing on- <laughs> so that one was really good. Lots of interesting information about uh, employed dogs. And one that I personally enjoyed a lot was uh, Disney Channel original movie Dads, Why Don't They Understand, looking at some of the worst uh, Disney Channel original movie Dads, of, and there are many to choose from, so that was another great one. Um, it's kind of like Remember Some Dads. Yeah, it was. I feel like more than anything. So, yeah, we had lots of great stuff. One of my friends who actually had like done a lot of research and a did a very good presentation um, was someone who majored in art history in college and did one of her favorite like art forgery uh, examples. That was really cool because like by the end, I actually felt like I could spot the forgeries. Um, yeah, it's a, it's actually a fun idea for a party. And I'm not just saying that because it was my idea. Like I, I think we all actually had a very good time and we're going to do it again next Friday. So I feel like there has to be like a minute, like a, a, a three drink minimum. I mean, yeah, we were all doing that too. But even sure. e- even when you're not quite there yet, it's fun to make a silly PowerPoint and share it. Because, like, what else are you going to do now? Just sit on a Zoom call? That gets boring after a while. You need something no, to do. No, no, I'm actually not. I'm oh. taking social distancing seriously, oh, okay. even as it applies to just socializing. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to do these calls. I don't. Jeff, Jeff is not even talking on this right now. Um, I'm saving but, it all for the pasta takes. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. Um, but I want to be like, I don't, my wife is doing like happy hours or whatever via Zoom. And like other people are like, let's do a video call like at this such and such time. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't like talking on the phone. This That's just talking on the phone. Like, well, you can see how disinterested I am <laughs> in being on the phone. I can confirm that the only video calls I've had with Craig in five years are us doing shots. 
Yeah, that also. Yeah, that I'll log on for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will log on for a shot. But yeah, no, I'm not interested in it. So that's my personal take. But um, obviously, uh, other people can. I, maybe I would enjoy the the PowerPoint presentations more because again, I, I would be looking at something that isn't just someone else's face or right. people not looking at exactly. my face. Exactly. So. Much more engaging than your standard Zoom call. Um, so okay. Stuff. So why don't we um, why don't we get into this? Yeah. All right. So. I would like to reiterate, as I said before, I did not work very hard on this. I did not research this. These are just I think it of, shows. Thanks, Craig. These were just my <laughs> gut feelings about pasta. I just sat down, did a list of the pastas that came to mind, how I wanted to rank them. And uh, there are 14 total. We're going to jump right in with number 14, which is lasagna. I realize this is something of a controversial choice, but... It's very important to note, I am not ranking pasta dishes here. Lasagna as a pasta dish, great. But we're ranking the individual, the pasta, the noodles. And a lasagna noodle is not a great, it's not a great piece of pasta, right? It has one job, making lasagna, and that's really all it can do, right? Like, what else can you do with a lasagna noodle? Pretty much nothing. You can make those lasagna roll-ups, which are like a bastardized version of lasagna, but as a pasta, this has no range. It really, it, it's not doing much here. It gets lost place. I'm sorry, Lasagna. I I have one question, then I will will allow Jeff to to speak his mind if he has any thoughts. But well, actually, I have I have two questions. Number one, I think you addressed it, but how did we end up with 14 pastas? There are a great many pastas. Um, as I said, I did no research. I was guided by my heart. I sat down and I made a list of pastas and I thought of 14. Okay. And number two, <laughs> lasagna. I, I agree with the things that you're saying about the pasta itself. It does not have uh, multiple a, a lot of utility outside of just the thing it's designed for. What baseball player would you liken lasagna, Ooh. the pasta, to? Okay, so I feel like there's two ways you could go with this. One would be like a loogie, but I feel I feel like that's not the right mold because it's actually like it's a very hearty individual noodle. I don't want to think of it as hyper specialized like a loogie. I think I want to think of it as someone who could like only be a DH, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a suggestion. Okay. But I'm, I'd no, like, no, no. Go ahead. No, no. I want. I'd like you to. Well, I'm I'm thinking through who would be the perfect. Uh, DH representative lasagna noodle. So feel free to share your thoughts. Is it just Dan Vogelbach? No, because no, no, no. I don't think it is because (laughs) I think he can hit. Right, he can do two things. Okay, yeah. He can hit and hit for power to some degree. Okay, I think it's Chris Carter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, Who is now like only hitting for power in the Mexican leagues or something like that? Yeah. I think I think leading the league in home runs while also being like a negative war player is exactly where lasagna, the pasta noodle, is right now. Jack Cust. Jack, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Although, wasn't he a non-base guy? Although, mm. the, I guess the thing I want to like, like lasagna as a dish is very good. Like it does that one job very, very well. It's like better than Jack Cust. Uh, I don't know. I actually kind of like your Chris Carter pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> Anyways, that's lasagna. Do we have any more objections? Je- Jeffrey? So I, I want to make two points here. Um, 
I ate a lot of lasagna as a kid, and my grandmother had a pretty good recipe for it. Jeff, please. But personally, no, no. <laughs> personally, I find it. I'm trying to keep it, you know, accessible for everyone. Craig, I'm not going to like delve too much into Italian stereotypes here. <laughs> um, for me personally, I find it too rich. So the combination of the bolognese and the bechamel, it's just like a little too much for me. That sounds like um, you're weak, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I will also just point out that uh, lasagna is just wavy pasta. So you can also include something like uh, Malfaldini or Rustice, both of which are more you know traditionally narrower pastas but have the waves as well. Keeping it simple for everybody. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think... No, not too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> These specific subtypes of pasta, right. very yeah. relatable. Those, sounds like, those sound like pastas I would have had to research. And again, the foundational <laughs> quality of this is that it came from my head I feel head like in I'm just going to be saying this a lot. <laughs> um, okay, so I've... Oh, just wait till we get to ravioli. Oh, okay, I've registered <laughs> your uh, criticisms. <laughs> but it sounds like generally you agree with the point I was making. Lasagna... Lasagna can be our last place pasta. Next, 13th place, angel hair, which could have been last place. It, it, is, it is a trash I was going to say, I, I, I might put this below. It, I am fine with it being in last place. Uh, just, yeah, garbage. It is a pasta for children. Garbage. Let's be. Two, the, I have three bullet points on my slide. One, too skinny. Two, no substance. Three, does not deserve the name Angel. I stand by all of those. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this to Jeff, who I believe has a commentary on the name Angel Hair. First of all, it's Capolini. It's not Angel Hair. But second of all, um, I, I generally agree with this placement. Okay. Uh, I will point out that I do think it has its uses for like, uh thinner like olive oil based sauces when I mean, we want like a slick coating and like strong flavors so I'll, I'll make like a late night pasta with you know, <laughs> anchovy and garlic infused olive oil a few capers and capellini is really good for that what do you mean by late, so much late night pasta what does that mean <laughs> it's like 10 p.m or something i get back from bowling i've had a few beers and no that's when you make it something so to much eat. <laughs> It brings me so much joy that Jeff is just like coming home making a late night snack and it's pasta. It's angel hair. Sorry, yeah. it's Capellini. Not always Capellini. I don't generally keep it in the house because uh, Jess has the same criticisms of it that you do. But I'm just saying it is a good vehicle for the, that kind of like, you know, olive oil or, or thinner sauces that don't need the, the pasta to really catch it or you don't need to give it some bulk. Okay, so basically what I'm hearing is that for the first two, I have not been wrong so far. You've had additions, you've had quibbles, but I have not been wrong. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Moving on up, number 12, manicotti, which I found to suffer from the exact same ailments as lasagna, right? Like, it's slightly more versatile. You can do a little more with some stuffed manicotti than you can do with lasagna, but it's like this pasta really has one function, performs that function pretty well. I enjoy manicotti, but it's not it's it's not very versatile um it you know again enough to come in above lasagna it's certainly it's not trash like angel angel hair i would never say that um but yeah it's number 12 manicotti so i i'm a little torn here because i i agree it's it's similar to lasagna but i would say i generally prefer the dish that comes out like i prefer a lasagna to a 
to general obviously like you said you can do different things with it but generally i would rather have lasagna than a manicotti so like it does you do with manicotti than just like baking it with sauce and ricotta a little bit well like i think you can you can vary up kind of what you include in it with i mean you can put other things in between lasagna sheets if you want well that's what i'm saying that's kind of why i'm saying i'm torn about this because i do like i think i would rather if i'm choosing a one note or not really one note, but like one task pasta dish. I think I'm choosing lasagna. I actually think that is a fair point. Um, I almost want to do a little research here and Google manicotti. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't give in now. I guess. I guess. Okay. Here's, your, here's your the tiebreaker. Even you're going to the family potluck. Are you happier if someone brings a dish of lasagna or a dish of baked manicotti okay i feel like lasagna is a really cliche thing to bring to a potluck right like i guess i'd be happy to see it i would definitely eat it well i would eat either of these but this isn't about being fashionable (laughs) like which one do you want to eat it's like an italian family potluck there's nothing fashionable yeah fair um (laughs) i don't know i would really enjoy eating both of those which it does make me feel a little bad that i put them so low um Actually, I do actually kind of have a take here, which is that, like, an individual, like, okay, if you're looking at a dish of baked manicotti, right, and the the individual manicotti, like, one noodle is a world unto itself, right? Like, there's, if you're looking at a dish of lasagna, no, you cannot separate these noodles. That's, the the manicotti has a self-sufficiency that I like, um, Mm. And maybe that was playing into my thinking subconsciously here as I, again, with no research or thought or planning, ranked this above lasagna and said it was a little more versatile. I understand. All right, we've already words. spent way too much time <laughs> on manicotti. I understand the words that you're saying about manicotti being like independent, uh, but I think that's bad. I think it's a bad logic. That's fair. And it I probably is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, fine. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. This one is uh, pretty controversial. But in 11th place, just outside of the top 10, I had spaghetti. <sighs> I know. I know. And I actually, I, I can probably be swayed on this. I was swayed a little in listening to the arguments from both my friends. And then also the next day I presented this to my parents um who did not agree with this take particularly especially i'd like to get into that later um yeah my dad was not happy with the fact that spaghetti didn't make the top 10 but yeah spaghetti in 11th place because i think fundamentally it's overrated um it's unwieldy i know twirling isn't hard but it's just like if i can choose to twirl a pasta dish or not twirl a pasta dish like i'd rather just not i don't want to have to worry about presentation i don't want to have to worry like am i gonna look like trash or be ungraceful while i'm eating this i just want to eat it um so that that on its own is not enough to like ding spaghetti heavily but it was a consideration and the rest of it is just that like i can't really tell you what spaghetti's personality is uh i will hear read verbatim from my powerpoint uh i wrote like a miniature paragraph about this and said quote it's just dot 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 there question mark question mark question mark what is spaghetti's personality 
It's similar to angel hair, you might say, but angel hair has a personality. Angel hair is a persnickety bitch. It's not so different from fettuccine, you might press on. But fettuccine is thick. Fettuccine has a presence. What does spaghetti have? Nothing. Uh, I mostly stand by that paragraph. I just, like, I, I can't tell you what spaghetti wants. I can't tell you what the essence of spaghetti is. I'm just not getting that when I look at it. It doesn't have a strong sense of self. So, overrated spaghetti. Jeff? All I'm going to say here is I think this is like the twirling thing is a functional problem with the way we serve pasta for the most part in the U.S. Those portions are too big. Spaghetti for me is perfect for the little like four ounce, take it out with the tongs, twirl it with the sauce. Nice little presentation. You're good to go. I think it's actually a very uh, attractive pasta when well sauced and served in less than bountiful red sauce joint take-home box level quantities. Well, I always want a bountiful serving of pasta. Like, that's actually the one word I would like well, to describe. Well, you can just go and get four more ounces after that and present it nicely again. Like, you just, you don't have to... I see what you're saying. ...dump it all on a plate. But, correct. And again, it's very good. It's a very good vessel for sauce. That is true. However, well, we'll get to the superior vessel for sauce later. Um, but, Craig, what are your thoughts? I, I'm only just I'm just gonna ask after hearing you read that paragraph, I'd like to know what baseball player you associate with spaghetti. Ooh. Okay. Someone who is like boring but functional, like it does the job, but Oh You'd have to say like utility. I mean utility esque, right? No, I think it's a starter. Yeah, I actually Okay. I think it's, like, really flexible as a dish. Like, you can obviously do a lot of different things. It is, but I wasn't thinking of that as the defining quality. I was going to say one that is a better baseball player than I rated Spaghetti. Like, a much better baseball player than I rated Spaghetti. But, like, a Freddie Freeman in that, like... Wow. Yeah, I know. I said I said a much better one. But I'm in that, like, you know, very good at what he does. Like, very good, but not particularly flashy. You know, like... I was thinking like Elvis Andrews. Um, no, I don't. I don't I think thought, it's, I don't get middle infield vibes from spaghetti. Interesting. So I thought, based on your description, you were going for maybe a Marco Scudero. I don't know why, but when I said spaghetti, I think particularly with the fact that I was saying that like, what is the personality? It's just here. I get a very strong first it's base bland. vibe. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I should have thought of this aspect a bl- of it. A bland first baseman. Yeah, but like, it's good. A bland first baseman with flexibility, so Max Muncy. Yeah. I think Max Muncy has person. I mean, Max Muncy is out there playing second base. Jeff. Second base is not a yeah. personality. How about, <laughs> wow, how about Matt Olson? Yeah, I can see that. I guess the thing is, like, Spaghetti is really good at what it does i just like i don't want to it's not it is a very like oakland athletics ass pasta yeah yeah i'm just thinking like kind of just wholesome like not drawing attention to itself maybe but just like and that's why i'm deducting points like i don't know what its deal is i don't know what's going on inside spaghetti's head okay yeah i i actually might stand by the freddie freeman comparison 
And with that... It's about one of the best first basemen in baseball. I know, but I wasn't saying that spaghetti isn't good at doing what it's doing. Like, Mm -hmm. it's the the lack of intrigue, the lack of spice, the lack of just, like, where is spaghetti's verb? Do I, like, really enjoy... Like, spaghetti, incredibly competent. I can house a ton of spaghetti. I love to eat spaghetti. But... Where is spaghetti's panache, you know? Like, it's just a very boring, functional, really good, but just just functional. Like, it's okay. just not flashy. That's, that's, that's what I was going with there. Um, Let's move on to yeah. number 10. <sighs> number 10 is Parfali. Bow ties are cute, but cute is not enough. This is way too low. Uh, I mean, but like, what is special about it? I mean, it's it's really good for, like, it holds like it catches holds sauce really well. Yeah, it does. Yeah. My preferred sauce catching uh, mechanism, though, is a groove rather than just the shape. I noticed that. Yeah. That was in my yeah. notes, actually. The biases are obvious. <laughs> okay, let's move on to number nine. Fettuccine, as previously mentioned, has a good presence, uh, not to be confused with the relative flimsiness of her cousin's spaghetti and angel hair. Home of an icon, one of uh, my own favorite pasta dishes, fettuccine alfredo. And yeah, could have been higher. I do enjoy fettuccine, but it uh, just slotting in here at number nine, not totally spectacular, um, but you know, no major flaws. So I'm just going to note this is the first, uh, but certainly not the last time that you gender a pasta. I did gender fettuccine on this slide, yes. I I called her a girl. I used she, her pronouns for fettuccine. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious what inspired that? Uh, gut instinct. Just the feeling I okay. got. No, I actually don't know why I started gendering them. And it's actually, I think, as good a sign that as anything of the fact that I didn't plan this through, um, that I start gendering the pastas on number nine, uh, and just continue mm-hmm. to do so from there on out. But yeah, if you, if you could go back and gender any of the first, uh, five pastas, um, angel hair's a girl for is a boy spaghetti. I think spaghetti's a boy. Lasagna is a girl. Manicotti could go either way, but I think probably male. Okay. All right. I'm glad we. Yeah, I know. And please, I don't, don't... want to hear anyone's takes on what the actual like uh, gendered nouns are oh, in Italian tra- for these pastas. You're trying to cut me <laughs> off on a future criticism. Yeah, no, that's guess what? Guess what, Emma? <laughs> you're going to hear about. It. That's not what it's about. It's about. You just saw the process live. That's how it works. I look at it and I tell you. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, why is fettuccine ranked, but neither Tagliatelle or Papadella are? Um, because I forgot. <laughs> I listed the first 14 pastas I thought of. I didn't want the slideshow to be, you know, super long. I feel like that's part of being a good party da- guest that you're not going to hog all the time. With your own presentation. So 14 seemed like a good number. And I got there and kept going. 
So just, I mean, just to make this clear, like you don't consider this a comprehensive or a, like a final oh, no. ranking. I there okay. are some omissions I'm very sad about. I don't want to give them away right now because you know we still have a lot of lists to go through. But there are a few that I'm pretty ashamed of forgetting. Like some of my favorite pastas I forgot. It's very sad. So I'm going to just agree with I literally the first note on my uh, on my doc here that I that I put notes down on is where the fuck is Talia Tele? Yeah, no, it, <laughs> that was a big oversight. My, my and, first note is is orzo pasta. I actually did think Ooh, about that one. Wow. I decided not to include it. That's maybe an entire other podcast. Yeah. That's what we'll do on like week four of No Baseball. <laughs> um, I didn't even want to get into gnocchi because that's going to take forever. That's the one I think. Yeah, I was gnocchi was the one that like really broke my heart that I could forget because I love gnocchi. Gnocchi's a dumpling. It's not pasta. It, it deserves to be here. So you could say ravioli's what? a dumpling. Eh, not really. Mm. What is a dumpling made out of? Like it's, it's like a density to me. Okay. The density of the dough, it's like like a true pasta is like flour and egg based. I mean, gnocchi obviously has flour and egg in it. But. Yeah, the potato adds like a different. Yeah. That's a fair point, but if I had thought about this for any length of time beyond five minutes, uh, I definitely would have included gnocchi because I, I, I enjoy it very much. And where would you rank it? It would be towards the top. It would be top five. Okay, and and Papardell or Tavitelli uh, would have been that would have been pretty high. That actually also might have been top five. Papardell yeah. would have been uh, top ten, but I don't think top five. Okay, Jeff. Any other comments on fettuccine? No, we can All move right. on. Okay, on to number eight. Also a controversial one: macaroni. Um, my thinking for this was that it's responsible for one of the most blessed creations that we have, macaroni and cheese. Yes, I'm aware that you can make macaroni and cheese with any type of pasta, but, you know. Well, it's not macaroni. Exactly. This is the foundational thing here, right? This is what gave it its namesake. This is what gave birth to macaroni and cheese. This is the macaroni. All other cheesy pastas bow down. So its involvement in that takes it a really long way, carries it way high up the list. Unfortunately, it then gets bumped down a bit because of the association with macaroni salad, yikes, and also childhood art projects. Who wants that? So macaroni, number eight. I'm not sure I have... I mean, I... Yeah, I find it kind of boring, so... Yeah, I don't don't have strong takes on this. I think this is fine. I think it's more more name value than... uh, an actual value. Yeah, I think that's true. All right, on to number seven. Also a bit of a controversial take here, rigatoni. Uh, it's a, a classic. Notably, the first pasta I have listed so far that has grooves to hold sauce. As previously mentioned, that is a big thing with me. Love my sauce grooves. Um, totally tubular. And finally, I hate to body shame, but it must be noted that she's a bit too girthy. Like, rigatoni is just... It's so thick. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is a little bit overranked for me personally. I think um, rather than saying 
that it's too girthy. I would just say that it's like your friend, who, like it's a friend that you like, but is also too much. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's just a little, like it's just more than you want in every single bite. Yes. Um, like you like, like you're a fan, you like them, but also every time you're kind of like, that was more than I yeah. needed. I mean, it's like physically unmanageable. Yeah, yeah. So I, I agree with the the uh, commentary, but in, and to that end, I would I would probably have it maybe outside my top ten. I definitely have it behind uh, Far Follow. Okay. Jeff, yeah, I think there are better tube shaped pastas, so I yeah. think it suffers by comparison in, in that respect. All right, that was number seven. This next one, I a little bit regret the ranking. Um, it is a pasta I really, really enjoy. I think I should have rated it higher. Um, ultimately, like some politics came into this as I was making the list. I was thinking of it felt like there were some things that had to be higher up. And so I think I kind of devalued my heart a little here in ranking this pasta number six. In retrospect, it really deserves to be top five. But here we have Bucatini. Um, I think you can see my passion for Bucatini in the slide I made on the PowerPoint. My first bullet point, now we're talking in all capital letters. Uh, also important, this is the only slide so far where I included two pictures of the pasta, not just one. So that's mm-hmm. another sign of my passion. Uh, my final bullet point is, remember Spaghetti's sad lack of personality? Here is a cousin with personality. Look at those holes. That is style. That is pizzazz. That is a great way to distribute sauce. That is our beloved Bucatini caps lock with a bunch of exclamation points. And so, yeah, I I think you could tell my passion for Bucatini was just like shining through every word I said there um, and all of my style choices. It is a really great pasta and I'm sorry that I did it wrong and placed it outside the top five. Yeah, I'm going to say two things. One, I think it's easily a top five. I think um, I'm curious about the politics that came into it, given that you did this in five minutes and also only you worked on it. So I'm, I'm curious where the outside pressure came from there. Um, but also I'm a little disappointed that you didn't mention I, I, the picture appears to be the one of the two pictures appears to be of the dish, but it is it has its own. I mean, top tier dish in cacio e pepe that is true right i was my my thing it's just on the strength of cacio e pepe and uh amatriciana alone it should be top five no and i i'm gonna betray a little of my own ignorance here is is bucati bucatini the preferred pasta for uh carbonara as well uh you can you yeah i mean you, you can certainly use it for carbonara yeah i like to because i'm a i'm a big bucatini fan i prefer something a little flatter when i'm making carbonara but okay you can change it yeah. Now, and and my last my last comment was: Do you regret having just as a standalone sentence? Look at those holes. Um, I will never regret any sentence I write about Bucatini. Okay. Any further comments, Jeff? Nope. Clearly, a top five pasta. Correct? Yeah. Yes, it should have been, and I'm sorry. All right, on to number five. This actually here is where some of those politics I was talking about earlier came into play. Number five is. Ravioli, and if these rankings came from my heart, the politics came from my brain, right? I just, I felt like ravioli should be top five. I felt like people were expecting it top five. I didn't want to disappoint. 
Um, and so it got this spot. Bad news on that front. Uh, ravioli gets this spot because I enjoy stuffed pasta. I think they're great. I, you know, tortellini, tortelloni, ravioli, all good stuff, all important. I think that's one of the, like, arguably the single best individual quality a pasta can have. Um, and so there you go with ravioli. I'm going to let Jeff, I, I leave the floor. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to start here, honestly. <laughs> um, I like a stuffed pasta, but using like ravioli as a catch-all here, like ravioli for me, sort of as we think of it in the sort of the traditional Italo-American cuisine, it's too big. I mean... It's like multiple bites. You just like cut it with a fork, unless you're like stuffing an entire ravioli in your in your face like a smaller like an agnolotti or a chili mm-hmm. or a capolani something like that it's a little more uh, uh manageable and can have like more delicate fillings i think uh are preferable to like a full-size ravioli i see what you're saying i i do dislike that it has to be cut into multiple pieces uh in most cases that's not a great a great quality um and i think it's worth pointing out uh, yeah, I mean, I do really enjoy ravioli. I think just by virtue of the versatility of what it can be stuffed with, it has a lot of versatility that I enjoy, but I think it should have been lower. See, my problem with that is, does it not apply to really anything that can be stuffed? Like, I mean, that's true of Agnolotti, which you didn't rank at all, and... A fair, a fair number of other pastas that you can stuff. Well, yes, but the only two stuffed pastas I thought of when I sat down to do this list were ravioli and tortellini, so we don't have to worry about the other ones. One well, manicotti. Oh, yeah, that too. I'm just, I, I will only say that I think, I appreciate that you're willing to take some critique and some criticism, but I am disappointed you didn't just come back at Jeff with, it sounds like you're being weak again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, missed opportunity. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, number four is another big-time favorite of mine. Could have been higher. Really, really love this one. Or a chubby. Uh, points in its favor. Adorable name means elephant ears. Who doesn't like that? That's something that's entertained me since I was a child. Uh, perfect size. So cute. I like that it's kind of petite. That's a, That's a great quality in a pasta. Um, great for holding sauce, the way it's curved. That's great. Uh, you know, just, just all around a great choice and one that I really enjoy. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I, I like orecchiette. Um, I like the meaning. I, I like the shape. It's all, everything that you said, it's good for holding sauce or whatever, you know, if you've got a, like a meat sauce that's, you're going to scoop up a lot in there. I'm a big fan. Jeff, do you have? I, I have it a spot or two lower, but I think it's perfectly plausible to top five pasta. All right. On to the top three. Tortellini. Um, we've already discussed my love of a stuffed pasta. Just a great one. Um, the notes I wrote here, why the boost over her sweet stuffed brother, ravioli. Her artistry, look at those folds, those neat little tucks, the mystery they create, what is she hiding, and the emotion they evoke. 
She is beauty. She is grace. Uh, I mostly do stand by that. That it just nice to see a cute, artfully made pasta like that. Um, the stuffing, just lots of great choices there. And all around, we, we really love it. I can see it. It's not my top tier pasta, but I think it's it's perfectly reasonable as a top five. I think it's really interesting how um, how much emotion was kind of evoked from tortellini for you, given that you are a prefer like you prefer the grooved. I do, but this is just a great choice. It, I. I mean, I don't disagree. I, I think it's great. And and again, I mean, I know it's just from the gut, but was there anything that inspires you in terms of gendering this pasta? Uh, no, no. Just took a look at the picture and I knew. Okay. I mean, because I, as, as you indicated before, like I would say tortellini ending in an I would indicate that it is a plural, like a, a male gendered plural for the language. Yeah, I accept that that's like the logically or technically correct answer, but that's not what this was about. It was about the feeling, okay. so yeah. It's technically, but not objectively. Yes, exactly. Correct? All right. Okay. Oh, Jeff. Well, sorry, Je- go ahead. Jeff. Um, I'm, I'm, for me, tortellini is more important than good. Um, I would also mm. recommend, if you haven't watched it, Emma, the uh, Netflix Chef's Table episode on Osteria Francescana. Goes into a lot of sort of the history of tortellini within nice. uh, Modenese or Emilio. Uh, Romana cuisine. So, I'd like do you, oh. Jeff. Do you have no? Sorry, I wanted to return to uh, how is it in like how are you deeming it important? Just for like the it's cuisine? just like a, it's like a it's a seminal pasta that I had as a kid. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeff, I was going to ask if you had any preferred substitutes to for tortellini. Yeah. I mean, uh, either Cosoncelli or, or Capilani are both similar shaped. Um, they're a little bit larger, generally, uh, than the tortellini. Yeah. Okay. But they're just regional variations on the sort of style of stuffed pasta. Okay. We're on to the top two. This was also a controversial take in number two here. Um, but number two, we have penne. Just, yes, it's simple, it's classic, but... Do not underestimate. Very versatile. So much you can do with penne. Look at those sauce-hugging grooves. Um, ideal size. Perfect to slide one piece on each tine of your fork for a full forkful. That's always a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just, you know, a great great hobby to pursue. And also, I like the fact that his the name comes from penna, for pen, because it's supposed to look like the nib of a fountain pen. That's, like, super cute. Who doesn't like that? Yeah, I do like that. I think the the reasoning is good. I'm a huge penne fan. I don't. Um, I, I would again go back to the gendering on this slide. Uh, as you know, it comes from penna, which would it would be like la penna, which is the female gender for in Italian. So yeah, but I, you I get like a masculine vibe sex, from this pasta. Is that what you see when you look at it? I do. I I don't think I do. Do you get a feminine vibe? <laughs> um, 
I'm not sure I get a strong one either way. Okay, androgynous penne. I'm not, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I I feel like it sounds like I'm judging you for getting vibes one way or the other, and that's not the case. Um, I certainly I appreciate that you that 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 is something that is part of this presentation. Um, but I don't I don't I don't get a strong one from from this one in particular. That's fair. Um, I would like to throw out there that I had never really considered a pasta gender before I made this presentation. Uh, so I don't have like strong feelings on any of this. I could probably be convinced otherwise, but yeah, as I made this presentation right before the party, that's, that's the sense I got that penne was masculine Mm -hmm. and fettuccine was feminine and on down. Now I, I am just going to bring this up here because I don't know that there's a better place. There's no fusilli. Yeah, that was when I forgot. And that I noted on Twitter when I shared it. Um, that was the first mm-hmm. one that, like, after I made the presentation, I was like, oh, you forgot that. Like, that is a pasta that should have been here. Um, rotini. We've already been over some of the other big omissions. Um, Mm -hmm. tortelloni, one of the ones I was called out for forgetting as I presented was, uh, spaghettoni. Um. No, I think this is a good, a good place to ask. What did your parents think of not just the rankings, but all the ones that you left out? Uh, I mean, I got, I got criticized and I understand that I deserve that. Mm -hmm. Um. In general, my dad, who is the one who is Italian-American, my mom is not, he had stronger takes than she did, um, and he disagreed. I think that's yeah, reasonable. Yeah, he disagreed with more than she did. Um, the spaghetti take, he thought macaroni was too high, um, mm-hmm. bucatini was too low. So, yeah, yeah, I understand where yeah. he was coming from. Did he did he give you the the Bob Costas to Pedro Strobe? Uh, we can ask we can ask or wonder whether she's asking some departed relative for forgiveness for this atrocious performance. I would have deserved it uh, had he wanted to go there. So yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay, Jeff. Any penne pen thoughts? Um, again, uh, clearly a top five pasta. It feels a little high for me at two. Yeah, that's fair. It actually, like, it felt high for me, too, as I was making it, but I just, it, I didn't really know where I was going here. I was flying blind. And... I also, I, I need to ask, and I don't mean to shame, because I, I miss, I've, I'm sure I've done it 15 times during this podcast alone, but the pronunciation, you were going with penne. I don't think that was... I, I believe it's yeah, penne. Yeah, I don't think that was conscious, like, penne. Okay. I think it's also, I very rarely say it by itself, if that makes sense. Like, I think if you gave me a sentence. Mm-hmm. It's like penne yeah, alla vodka. Right. I sh- yeah. Which also, that actually deserved a shout out on the. A yeah, mention. If, I if agree. Fettuccine yeah. Alfredo got one, uh, penne alla vodka should have had one as well. So, yeah, that's another oversight by me. All right. Okay. I think we're ready to move on to the top one. That is number one Cavatappi. Uh, what I was going for here is just, again, we have sauce grooves. Again, here's an ideally sized pasta. That's great. Just look at those curves. A name with a fun little backstory, fun little meaning, corkscrew. Who doesn't like that? It's just a great pasta. Um, that's about it. 
I also, I think subconsciously, I'd wanted to have like a little bit of a surprising pick at number one. I didn't want people to go through this whole list and then see something. I didn't want to see like an old classic at number one, right? Like I didn't want my friends to have sat through this presentation and heard me talk about pasta for like 10 minutes and then we get to number one and it would be like rigatoni or spaghetti or like any other obvious pasta. So I think I was kind of looking for something that was a little more creative, you know, something that would give people a little sense of just like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one, but that's a great pasta when they got to the end. Um, and I like to think that Cavatappi achieves that. I, th I do think it's an unconventional pick for number one. Um, I will note that you put, so you, you made a point of saying Bucatini, you put two pictures there and it was the first one to receive mm -hmm. two pictures. Uh, it was the only one to receive two until Cavatappi, which received yes. three. Was that, it seemed like there was some intention behind putting two for Bucatini, but then you went back to one. I was just really excited about Bucatini. Okay. Which sure. I realized. And I think we can all, I think we can all understand Yeah, that. and I, I do understand how that raises the question. If you were so excited about Bucatini, why was it not higher? And that that's valid. but you've you've said you would yeah, put it higher. So. Yeah, you've said. Uh did the lack of a standard bearing dish concern you at all in your selection for Kavitaki? You know, not particularly because throughout this whole presentation I kind of preached versatility uh as a good characteristic for a pasta to have, and I do think it has that. Even if it doesn't have, you know, a single iconic dish, I think it can be worked into very many uh, dishes and sauces in a great way. So, yeah, I think that's worth pointing out. I hear that, but I don't think it's too concerning. Okay, and last question for me before I turn the, the floor over to Jeff. Um, baseball player. Ooh. Hmm. Okay, well, I think, so what I was going for is like, oh, like, definitely good, but like, a little under the radar, maybe a little, um, I don't want to say unconventional, but like a little quirky, maybe. Um, hmm. Give me a second to think. I Yeah, Jeff can uh, air his opinions if you want to take a little time. I mean, personally for me, if I was going for a... a sort of out-of-the-box pick for number one. I think you hit a lot of the same notes with uh, Strozza Preti. I have no idea what that which is. is just a, it's a longer form of cavatelli. It translates as a priest strangler. Ooh, that is cool. Which I See, think is kind of charming. That's a good background yeah. story. Yeah. It's like a twisted uh, cavatelli, essentially. Good size, picks up sauce well. But do you feel like, uh, is Cavatappi an acceptable number one, I guess, is the way to phrase this? Yeah, for me, it's a little too close to macaroni. Mm, I see that. It's macaroni with grooves and a twist. Yeah. The twist is a huge deal, though. I agree. I actually agree with that. I think it would actually be better for, I'm trying to remember what I use for macaroni, macaroni and cheese when I make it. I think I use fusilli generally, but. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think for baseball. Oh, I I don't have. I appreciate your 
I, I was just saying, like, I, I, I think this is defensible. I, I'm a big fan. Thank you. That's that's what I was going for, just mm-hmm. defensible. I didn't want – I knew it was going to inspire some hot takes, but I didn't want um, – you know, I didn't want anyone to walk away feeling upset, and I think I accomplished that. That you know, people certainly had points that they took issue with, but I don't think I sat. I was I was going to say you you said people some people had some strong feelings. Did people make inspired arguments for any other pastas at number one? Um, you know, no one actually made arguments for something else to be number one. There was a very strong anti penne argument. Um. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my. Too is it that it's just like too plain? Yeah, that it didn't deserve to be top three, which I can see. Mm. Um, some anti macaroni, some pro spaghetti, uh, pro lasagna. So yeah, we had some takes flying around. But yeah. Okay. So baseball player for Cavatelli. I was thinking maybe Matt Chapman. Um, that I was saying that it's like the, the style, the creativity, like that's what I'm getting with a, a good defense. I feel like that works really well there. Um, and again, just like really, really great, but maybe not like the choice you would expect. Like it's, I couldn't say it's Mike Trout. Interesting. I would have said in terms of maybe creativity, at third base, I don't know. I guess maybe I don't watch enough enough Chapman. I know he's very good, but he doesn't. I guess I was thinking more like flair or like worth watching. Yeah, right. I just, I guess I don't think of him for that. I, I might have thought of like Machado at third base has a lot of a lot of flair. Maybe Arenado. Well, I think like I wanted to come back to just like good size, good versatility, good at fitting in. Like just, it doesn't have like a big, it doesn't need a big mm-hmm. signature dish. It's just going to shine. Well, I guess that's, that's making an argument for your utility player. If I'm going to say he's going to shine no matter where you put him. Um, but that was what came to mind after a little bit of thinking. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm I don't satisfied. look at these pictures of Cavatappi and think Nolan Arenado or think Manny Machado. But maybe if I look at some more pictures of Cavatappi, who knows? Well, there's, there's yeah, something exactly. to do in the coming week. An activity I recommend for everyone right now. Jeff, any final thoughts? No, I think we've all uh, we've all set our pace. I do have actually, uh, Emma. I'll get a I'll get your take on this. We ordered takeout from our little restaurant this week that we love. It was quite good. They're doing like a family style thing, and it was chicken parm with. Uh, penne a la vodka but it wasn't just it was it was a combination of penne and orecchietta in the vodka sauce what do you think about combining the pastas Mm. you know i think like that's something i do you know not frequently but not unfrequently i guess as a matter of i have different types of pasta that need to be used um i'm not certainly so i'm certainly not opposed to it i think i i enjoy that uh but i i prefer to see each pasta be able to really stand on its own um and if that mixing can be avoided i I think that's for the best that you don't want to get too many spirits going on in there i 
All right. I, I think that can do it for us uh, for this special uh, PastaCast episode of Five and Dive. And uh, thank you, everyone, for bearing with us, if you have <laughs> made it this far. And have a PowerPoint party. I can't recommend it more. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.